0: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's get into our quarterback rankings. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. I have Jalen Hurts here at number one against the Giants this week because Josh Allen goes up against the Jets. Patrick Mahomes goes into Denver. Hurts hasn't played the Giants yet this year, uh, but I think it's a matchup he can do pretty well in. The last yeah. time Josh Allen went up against the Jets, he did relatively well. From a fantasy standpoint. So not really worried about him. Uh and Mahomes, you know, didn't do well against Cincinnati last week. So will it be two down performances for him in a row? Uh, you know, in a tough matchup? It's, we'll see. It's possible. It's possible. Um, so I do have Hertz at one, Josh Allen at two. I have Joe Burrow ahead of Mahomes this week at number three. He's at home. He's going up against Cleveland, he has all of his weapons. His last three games with Jamar Chase in the lineup and all of his weapons there, thirty-two fantasy points, thirty-nine fantasy points, and thirty fantasy points. And that's four point pass touchdown scoring. That looks like six point <laughs> passing touchdown yeah. scoring. Uh, but no, it's four point passing touchdown scoring. So uh yeah, like I don't think that's too crazy. You know, obviously, you know, you're starting these guys regardless in a regular league. But, you know, if I had to nitpick it, I think I'm going to borrow over Mahomes this week.
1: I-, I think that makes total sense. And there's an argument, I think, at this point, like you said, with Jamar Chase in the lineup, to put Joe Burrow at QV1. I mean, the Giants, Whoa. they're an all-right matchup. You know, they're not that, they're not a bad defense. Um, and Jalen Hurts' divisional games tend to get a little, you know, uglier than other other games. We'll see how it goes. But, and I'm not saying Jalen Hurts isn't going to do well because he's obviously been fantastic for fantasy. And Josh Allen, same thing. He can win or lose a game and still um, have a good fantasy output. But the way Joe Burrow plays, he is completely independent of rushing production which is makes him super sustainable and super consistent you know when he throws and he, when he's throwing the ball that's how he's making his money that's what he's doing every down with the weapons that he has and the way that the offense is playing and the same thing they're getting some good matchups against you know competitive teams there's no reason to think he can't finish his QB one and I actually had a post that went out over the offseason that said Joe Burrow could challenge realistically for the QB one spot obviously overall that clearly hasn't happened because you know Russian quarterback still reign supreme but This production independent of rushing just makes him like one of the best fantasy quarterbacks um, in terms of, you know, week to week reliability. And the floor is super duper high because of that. And the ceiling's high too. But with 30 points, you know, in each of the past three games with Jamar Chase, I I think you could put him at one this week. The way the other matchups that these guys have are falling, I I think it could make sense.
0: Yeah. Like, but I'll say this though like, he has been in those big games, he's scored a rushing touchdown in each of those games. So, right. you know, we have to kind of depend on him rushing in for a touchdown opposed to maybe Jalen Hurts, you know, just rushing for, like, 60, 70 yards, you know, and, like, that, yeah, that is what it comes down to. What's more likely for me, and I'm, I'll go with Hurts there, um, and then Allen, you know, he had a good game, too, against the Jets last time around, and, like, I, I don't know, like, it's just tough. He had that rushing ability, too, more likely to score a rushing touchdown, probably Josh Allen, even though Burrow has been doing it a lot this season. Um so yeah, like all three of these guys, you know, could potentially do their thing. And Mahomes, you know, it, it kind of sucks if you're trying to make the playoffs and you're hoping for a 30 point game from Mahomes. Probably not going to happen this week. But if anyone's able, if anyone is able to do it against Denver, it would be Mahomes. Because and if yeah. he throws three touchdowns against Denver at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised because he's he's the man. Yeah. Um. I got Herbert at number five here at Tua at number six, respectively. So they're going up against each other this week. And this has a chance of being a shootout. Um, This is going to be a good game, man. I'm I'm curious to see how the Dolphins choose to attack here. And we'll get into the running running back rankings a little bit later in this episode. But, you know, are they going to try to go run heavy against the Chargers' really, really soft run defense? Or are they just going to stick to what they do best and use their weapons, because either way, they have matchups to exploit in this one.
1: No, oh, yeah. They have matchup advantage against the Chargers defense by now. Almost everybody has matchup advantages against the Chargers defense. Um, we saw that happen with Devontae Adams. You know, that's not, not a good defense, so they allow a lot of fantasy points to other teams. And I like this matchup, you know, because it's two high-powered offenses, and Justin Herbert's playing much better as of late. I like this matchup both ways. I think Justin Herbert gets the edge just a little bit, um, because, you know, he's more of a big play threat, I'd say, than, you know, Tua is, even though Tua has Tyreek Hill in them, but they've kind of cooled down. They haven't been using the receivers as much. I know Tyreek Hill had a relatively big game last week, but before that, it was kind of middle of the pack. We'll see how it goes, but I think both of these guys are right in the same tier. You know, I I don't have anything against Tua, and I don't have anything against Herbert. I know I'm actually a big fan of Herbert, so I think it makes sense to have him over Tua in this matchup, but both of them, I think, have that capability. This could be a humongous game. They could each go for 25-plus fantasy points.
0: I can see it. I can see it. Um, I have Kyler Murray at number seven. Um, listen, man. Like before the buy, you saw what he did. You know he looked good, and it just yeah. so happened to happen when he had all of his weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Rondell Moore went down, but then Greg Dorch kind of just stepped in, right? Um, yeah. And you know he's. I think Kyler Murray's trending up a little bit right now, right? He's they out of the buy. Oh, yeah. um, we saw that big game before the buy. The buy. Not overly worried you know about new england especially since this game is in arizona but i think with hopkins there with hollywood there you know ronda moore's gonna be back eventually greg Dorch potentially this week um i think i think you know kyle murray you know as long i was surprised to see him run as much as he did la- you know before the bye with that hamstring injury that he had like i was not right. expecting that i thought he would be limited a little bit and not run it so it seems like it was a pretty minor hamstring injury for him to be only out like what was it a week he was out for it and I then it was two. he just came- it was two games. What's it? Was it two? Yeah. He came back and he was just like running like he normally does. Maybe his strides are so small <laughs> that like he doesn't even use his hamstring.
1: Right? Maybe <laughs> he just bends at the knee and he gets propelled forward. <laughs> no I hear you Um, he he did miss two weeks and you're right that it probably was a minor ankle injury I bet he could have played that second week but it looks like they made the right decision then and waiting that extra week to bring him back because this was even good like you said going into the bye they easily could have just took it easy on him and not drawn up any run plays and he could have took it taken easy on himself you know and not run as much as he did but he, he looked good he looked like the Kyler Murray we drafted him to be which we hadn't seen pretty much all season so that was really good of course, they go right into the bye after that. So hopefully the momentum can carry over. But like you said, he has all his weapons. DeAndre Hopkins is there. Marquise Brown is healthy. And he could have had an even bigger day last week. If you notice last week, the last time they played, obviously it was against the Chargers. The offense kind of stalled on the last three drives. They had like three chances, and they went three and out on all those drives. If they take one of those you know, and move move the ball with it somehow, he could have had any- even bigger output. So I love Kyler yeah. Murray going in this week. Um, I do think he falls kind of below Tua and Justin Herbert and, you know, the rest of the usual suspects at the top just because Tua and Justin Herbert have that perfect matchup. And New England's defense is a little bit stingy, but I think Kyler Murray can get it done because this offense matches up well with the playmakers on the Patriots defense because, trust me, this Cardinals offense, they have a ton of weapons.
0: Gino Smith, I have him at eight against Carolina. If they don't have their primary running backs for this game, they might just put the ball in Gino's hands and let him cook. He's yep. been cooking all year. Him and Tua have been, you know, two of the most accurate quarterbacks this year and ha- have been two of the most um, efficient quarterbacks this year. Yeah. Um, I'm taking, I'm pausing the- there because I'm getting phone calls. I'm trying to like that's, fine. that's been <laughs> trying to figure been, out what I'm doing here.
1: Yeah, that's been the name of Geno's game, you know, this season just being efficient. But he's also been a playmaker, you know, he has playmaking tendencies at times, and he's also just been super efficient on top of that. So you don't have to worry about Geno Smith, he's one of the safest starts, I think, especially going against Carolina. They do have a decent defense, but um, it, it seems like Geno Smith is capable of getting it done against anybody, he's not really dependent on any type of matchup he's going to have a good game regardless. And with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett playing the way that they are, I'm not worried about him. Like you said, especially if this goes into a game where they're leaning away from the run, like this could be a high-volume passing game for Geno Smith, and that bodes well for his fantasy prospects.
0: Kirk Cousins at 9 against Detroit. I have Goff at 11. This definitely is a game to target this week. It's why we can feel relatively confident in starting guys like DJ Shark. Um, This is one of many TJ Hawkinson revenge games. Uh, but the Lions are allowing the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year and over the last eight, last four weeks as well. And the Vikings are allowing the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last four weeks, including the most passing yards to opposing quarterbacks over the last four weeks and over the past over the course of the season as well. So, if you look at what Preciser has as the over under for this game, there's it's sitting at fifty three point. It's sitting at a 53 point over under with Detroit actually winning this game by three points. That's interesting. Uh yeah, but another but another potential close and high scoring game. Now yeah. hey man, they did blow out the the Lions since they come since they came out of the bye, they've been looking good, man. They yeah. were very close with Buffalo, right? They almost won that game. They could have. They, they blew they, out they, Jacksonville as yeah. they should have, as good teams should last week. Right. And now, like, yeah. this is this is gonna be a close game, man. Like, and I think this is a division game too. Um, it's it's in Detroit. So and this is gonna be a close one.
1: I think if the Vikings would win this, there would be a clinch scenario because last week they were waiting on a loss from Detroit to clinch the AFC North. Not no. NFC AFC, NFC North. So NFC I don't know, NFC. maybe the Packers have something to play with it. I just saw that last week that's what they needed. It was one of the simplest ones, and it's super early, but you know, this has – there's a lot at stake in this game. And like you said, the Lions have looked really good. I mean, obviously, they've played the Jaguars, you know, and then those kind of games. They did blow them out though, so that's something. These are two defenses that are still bad. The Vikings, I think, more so than the Lions, which is funny to think about because this Lions defense was really bad to start the season. But I think the Vikings at this point in the season, they're allowing a lot of points, fantasy points across the board, quarterbacks, running backs, tight ends, wide receivers. They're, they're just letting it up. So – I would definitely be targeting players from this game, you know, definitely. Like, guys, like you said, DJ Chark, if they're on the wire, and starting everybody that you can, unless it's, like, you know, Alexander Madison.
0: I'll start him. I'm kidding. You can I'm start Madison, to... I was going to say. But there's no, no, way. no, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> unless something would <were laughs> happen to Cook. No, but you, I, don't start Madison this week just because he is a handcuff. That's all he is right now.
0: In between these two guys, I have Tyler Huntley in Pittsburgh at 10. Um, yep. He doesn't have too many weapons outside of Mark Andrews, as we were talking about earlier, but he'll make do. With what he has. He'll likely stay efficient, similar to what he did last week. Um, he has some rushing ability. Perfectly fine start for someone, you know, who's missing Lamar Jackson this week.
1: Yeah, he's gonna be able to fill in for you just fine. Like I said, the production that Lamar's been putting up, Tyler Huntley's perfectly capable of matching that, even exceeding it. We'll see how it goes. He's been pretty good for fantasy purposes in relief of Lamar Jackson in the past. And I'm not worried about it against the Pittsburgh. You know, they're not a crazy hard matchup for him. It's a divisional game. He'll be able to do his thing. So I think having him here at 10 makes sense. He has the upside with his legs. It might not be quite what Lamar Jackson offers, but who knows? Maybe he runs a little bit more. We'll have to see. But, yeah, he's definitely in a tier above the other guys where you start getting into that streamer territory. But he's definitely lower than the rest where, you know, you have guys like Kyler Murray and Tua and Joe Burrow residing.
0: Like I mentioned, I had Goff at 11. um, And then I have Dak Prescott at 12 against houston uh teams haven't really had to pass the ball a ton against houston and they also just haven't been giving up fantasy points to quarterbacks the second least given up in the nfl this year uh right. you know prescott has been solid you know he hasn't really needed to show much of a ceiling lately they've just been killing teams um mm-hmm. but you know and i think this is going to be another example of that and we'll you'll see in my running back rankings and where i have pollard and zeke but you know Prescott I think it's going to be that type of game where the running backs just completely take over and you know they've been that team they play defense and they run the ball
1: yeah they're, they're not asking Dak to do much and that shouldn't be the case against the Texans you know this on paper looks like oh a super high scoring team going up against a super low scoring team you know a bad defense that allows a bunch of points that looks good on paper yes but when you get into the game if Dallas goes up quick as teams have like Miami went up 30 to nothing you know couple weeks ago if Dallas would go up by two or three touchdowns right out the bat right out the gate you know there's no reason to have Dak throwing the ball all over the place it's going to be a run base game so I think you have to temper expectations a little bit and this whole season Dak has been pretty much you know just an efficient quality starter he hasn't had a super high ceiling he hasn't had a low floor he's been good for about 16 18 points for you this season Um, at least since he's come back from that injury obviously the first week was an outlier but outside of that you know you shouldn't have expectations too high or low for Dak. You know what you're getting starting him. He's a QB two, um, a high end QB two with a low end QB one upside just because of the way this offense operates. It's a run game. It's a ground first. So I I think that him this low might feel weird with the matchup that he has. But I I think this is appropriate.
0: Agreed. Trevor Lawrence at 13 fine spot start against Tennessee. Uh, They've given up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last four weeks and over the course of the season as well. So, he was right. a solid start. Like, you know, a lot of people were starting him last week. And, you know, he was okay. But we were hoping for a more competitive game against Detroit. And, you know, he would have had a better day because of it. Hopefully, he's all good. It doesn't seem like that knee that knee injury did not look good during the game. Like, when he got hurt, no. when he got hit, and he was going down, I was like,
1: uh-oh. Uh-oh. yeah, Like, this offense uh-oh. is in trouble. It was more you than uh-oh. It was like, oh You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. That no, was, it's true. It was a bad injury. It looked like it yeah, was going to looked- be bad.
0: It looked bad. And he came back in the game and looked okay. He started scrambling around and all that. So um, it looks like he'll be fine. So I'm okay starting Trevor Lawrence this week against Tennessee. Um, are you still starting Dak over Trevor? Yes, right? A, a yeah, little more reliable? The matchup.
1: Yeah, the matchup, it's perfect. You know, Dak's going to be able to get it done when he does throw. It. It's just the volume thing that concerns me because, you know, it could be a run game first. Trevor yeah. Lawrence against Tennessee. It, it is a divisional game, but we'll see. We have to see which version of the Jaguars show up uh, the one that beat the and, Ravens or the and the one that got blown out by the Lions.
0: And which version of the Tennessee defense, too.
1: That's true. Yeah, because they so. looked bad last week. And granted, it was against AJ Brown in a revenge game, but you know, well have to
0: say By the way, speaking of AJ Brown in the revenge game, the Titans fired their GM.
1: Yeah, yesterday. That's a little tidbit. That's interesting.
0: Man. Two, day- How bad two you- days after AJ Brown tore them up. And yeah. the timing is super interesting. I don't I don't buy Like I know, it's funny to talk about, and it is really funny to talk about that that this happened right after AJ Brown tore them up. But like, he just signed an extension in, I think it was February, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But I guess that was before the AJ Brown trade, right, and all that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that was it's pretty interesting.
1: The timing, like you said, is what's really odd. And you don't you don't want to hang around on this topic too long. But the thing about it is, like, why would you do that mid season, like? You gotta be pretty damn bad to do that to your own guy, usually, you know, GM, like that's that's pretty. Usually, bad.
0: GMs get fired after the draft, and, yeah, and because throughout the entire season they're preparing for the draft. So it seems to me like they don't want him to trade any more of their best players. During the draft. <laughs> yeah, he, he was that's what it seems know, rubbing like.
1: his hands together looking at Derrick Henry or maybe, I don't know, who else do they have? I mean, do they have any money? I mean, tra- oh, tra- I mean trading,
0: trading Derrick Henry would probably be a smart move if he's able to pull it off. But, yeah. like, you know, outside of that, like, who else would they, you know? Jefferson is, even- is really the only other yeah, guy, I
1: could, you know, about drawing it. significant interest. I mean, you're not trading Ryan Tannehill unless – you know you, the trade deadline's off. You're not going to be able to get much for any of the players on that roster. Robert Woods, you're not moving. You just drafted Traylon Burks to replace AJ Brown, who just beat your ass. So, <laughs> yeah, the the timing was weird, but you know, it. It's you know, just, you it's, know
0: what, you know what would have been interesting if Traylon Burks never got that concussion, caught that touchdown, and then yeah, went off to have a if huge he had a game. game. Man.
1: Mm-hmm. And it looked that like he was going to be on his huge way for him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't get fired. I mean, I think Ooh. it would have been much more competitive. Obviously, like. Even without this whole firing thing going on, it looked like, you know, I, I think it's pretty obvious that they were short-handed at receiver and that Traylon Burks was going to be a difference maker in that game. It wouldn't have been 35 to 10. It might have been like 35 24. I still think the Eagles mm-hmm. win that game, but it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have gone down the way it did to the point where you're yeah. firing your GM a couple of days afterwards.
0: My guess is that it had more, more to do than that. Like I'm not I can't even talk right now. I, it, I think has it has more, more
1: it has to yeah. be more
0: to that firing. You know, yeah. Obviously, every, that would be a weird, that would be a weird emotional decision to make by an owner, if yeah, that case. I said that's, it,
1: that's okay. what everyone chalks it up to, and it looks bad, but you do a little yeah. reading on it. We'll see what comes out these next few days. Yeah, we digress. Exactly.
0: I'm sure Schefter will have something on it on Sunday, at least. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, Derek Carr at 14 against the Rams. Uh The Rams' passing defense has been pretty bad lately. They've given up the second most passing yards over the last four weeks. Uh they've given up eight passing touchdowns as well during that span, which is the most in the NFL. Uh we you know, during that span. We expect Carr to be solid this week, which means he won't.
1: Yeah, that's uh, expectations <laughs> are not a good thing with Derek Carr. But you're right, you're right about the Rams defense being bad. You know, Geno Smith just laid him up and served him a rack of ram. You know what I'm saying? With with oh, yeah. DK Rack of Ram. They both they both had
0: some Zach.
1: they both Zach. had some big games. So We'll have to see how it goes. I, I, I would expect Derek Carr and Devontae Adams to do their things. You know, obviously Devontae Adams and Jalen Ramsey is going to be, you know, get your popcorn out for that one because DK Metcalf and Jalen Ramsey and then Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey back-to-back the same week within five days even on Thursday night. We'll see how that goes. I expect Devontae Adams to win a few matchups there. So as long as Devontae Adams is doing his thing, I think you can rely on Derek Carr. And I'd much rather rely on Devontae Adams than Derek Carr getting it done.
0: Rack of Ram. Rack of Ram. Brother. That was Geno um, Smith,
1: LA. <laughs> she, you know what I'm saying? She, with the knife, he, he was cutting him up.
0: J- Daniel Jones against Philly at 15. Uh, he's been solid, You know, really regardless of the matchup. Uh, at 16, I have Mike White in Buffalo. Buffalo has given up seven passing touchdowns over the last four weeks and the fifth most passing yards over the last four weeks as well. In uh, the last four quarterbacks they went up against, Mac Jones, Jared Goff, Jacoby Brissett, and Kirk Cousins. So it wasn't like, yeah, you know, yeah. any like superstar quarterbacks doing it, right? So Mike White, I think he can get it done as a solid quarterback too this week.
1: Yeah, and you think about it, like Mike White, he's actually like Mr. passing yardage. You know, he's like the anti-Zach Wilson. He throws for a lot of yards, he throws it a lot. Has he and
0: has he hit 700 yards in the past 2 games? I think he's like just that? short.
1: 315 yards and 369 yards three touchdowns over those past two games obviously all three of those came against chicago but um he still got it done last week against minnesota without any touchdowns so i I like his odds you know against buffalo to have another good game i wouldn't be surprised if he hits 300 again because these weapons like you said garrett wilson's coming on elijah moore's starting to get worked in a little bit the offense looks good um it's not like this is a bad offense where you put a quarterback in and they're gonna set up the fail mike white elevates his offense a little bit which is which is funny to think about but that's what he does he's going to be able to produce you every week so I think that's good uh, I like Mike White at 16 he's I'm, I'd be tempted to put him over Daniel Jones because Philly is a tough game it's a tough matchup and he, he doesn't have a whole lot of weapons so I might consider one New York one New York quarterback over the other Mike white over Daniel Jones this week
0: okay I can see it um, Oliver blue thanks for the YouTube comment rack of ram Oliver prefers Ram over rice huh <laughs> Yeah. Love it. I love that's it. That's pretty funny. I prefer I, I prefer mixed over rice. I'm a New Yorker. I, I'll take I'll take mixed over rice instead of chicken over rice, lamb over rice. Lamb over rice I'm really feeling crazy, but like mixed over rice is what I prefer. Yep. But ram over rice, I gotta try that. I love it. I, I was about um, to
1: say I was about to say rack of lamb, but then I was like, Man, that would be seedy lamb. So then I said rack of ram. That that one came to my head. So that that's pretty funny. I don't know. Did you think of that on the spot, Zach? That was on the spot. I was on the spot. I didn't have that prepared or anything. It's not like sitting I, over here on my desk or something. So
0: that's why I. That's why. I, that's why we keep you around. Yeah, that's why, just that, that, like that. That's where
1: you get the talent. That that see the talents coming that's out. It, finally, making a contribution to this podcast, right? <laughs> finally, uh, <laughs> finally, Got time. All I do is pick apart your rankings.
0: <laughs> that's it. Um, I, I wouldn't blame anyone if they wanted to start Mac Jones um, ahead of Mike White either, or Daniel Jones, to be honest with you, because he's going up against Arizona. They've allowed. Yeah. They've been really bad this year and they've allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks specifically they've allowed 24 passing touchdowns which is the most in the nfl allowed um so you know mac jones did really well against minnesota a couple weeks ago in a really really good matchup and this is another really really good matchup so you know mac jones is a streamer i think he can get it done um he was really frustrated last week but it was a very tough matchup for him yeah um but i think this week he can potentially get it done this is probably the highest i've ever had mac jones
1: yeah, right, I, think it, this year. I think it might be the highest. I, I don't think he's ever cracked the top 15, but he's pretty, pretty close this week. I, I I think Mac Jones, I would keep him under Daniel Jones. I would keep him under Mike White. I have I him out of Deshaun Watson. The, the matchup makes sense. I think that makes sense. For the matchup specifically, that's why it makes sense to have Mac Jones over Deshaun Watson this week because Deshaun Watson is going against you know a pretty good Cincinnati defense. And Deshaun Watson, as we know, um, his balls have – the balls that he throws, I should say, pause but <laughs> the balls that he throws
0: oh, i was i was gonna say what about deshaun they, they got the
1: gravity they got the gravity turned on like twice as oh. strong because they were just hitting the ground in front of the receivers <laughs> like by five yards
0: oh my god i caught we myself don't need to... there. we're good we're chilling <laughs> so do, so did those masseuses yeah um <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i need to see more you know from deshaun watson before i can start him You know, yeah. Um, I didn't like what I saw last week. You know, look what Cincinnati just did to Patrick Mahomes last week, right? Like, and now you want Deshaun Watson to go into Cincinnati and do okay, you know. Like, I'm gonna wait and see personally. Like, I'm not, you know, that's listen, I keep going back to it. It's like I know what people are thinking. If you have Deshaun Watson, it's like, what have what have I been stashing this guy for? I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know, like uh, you know, if you stash him for a couple of weeks, like, you know, I started putting putting him on my waiver wire rankings like a couple of weeks ago. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not that long because you know what the upside is. But for the whole season, if you were doing that, I'm not going to dwell on it too much longer. But I'm just saying, like, you know, that's not a reason to start him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just like, you know, look at your options this week and just go with your best guy.
1: Yeah. You you know? can and I don't somebody think Deshaun Watson think will be that guy. I, no, I Deshaun Watson isn't that guy right now. And he might not be for the rest of the season. So no, I think I he's have kind of. Go
0: ahead. I was gonna say I have Ryan Tannehill and Tom Brady at and 1920. Would you start them over Sean Watson this week?
1: Tom Brady's tough. I want to say yes but you know the offense wasn't necessarily inspiring against the Saints and then they're going against San Francisco's defense. So I don't yeah. know if I would necessarily do that. Deshaun um, Watson might have a little bit more upside than him, but it's just by a hair and Ryan Tannehill. I think maybe I would. I think Ryan Tannehill is a safer bet this week than Deshaun Watson because Cincinnati's defense, like I said, has been playing pretty good as of late. They made Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable. Imagine what they're going to do to a guy with one game of experience, and they didn't even score a touchdown in that game against the Texans. 2400 Sports is an odyssey company.